Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, everybody. I'm Cassidy, one of your Indianapolis Colts cheerleaders, and you're watching the Believe in Colts podcast. Welcome back to Believe in Colts. I'm Lawrence Owen. With me, as usual, are my guys, Gerard Powers and Rodney McLeod. And with us for just a moment is a very special guest, someone who has also has uh, close ties with our new Indianapolis Colts head coach, Shane Steichen. Please welcome Brandon Graham, defensive end for the Philadelphia Eagles. Brandon, appreciate you coming on here, giving us your thoughts about the new head coach for the Indianapolis Colts. If there was anything that you could uh, share with us about uh, the new head coach, you know, any stories or, or thoughts about, you know, how he conducts his business or anything of that nature, really appreciate it, man. Well, man, he's a uh, high, high energy, man. He's going to uh, come in smart, uh, smart guy. Um, it, man, I'm excited for him because, um, you know, I, I met his family. Uh, we had some good times over the year. Uh, you know, we we had fun, friendly bets uh, during the year. And, you know, when you can never – when you can have them little fun bets, like, you know, when we had competition um, in, uh, in practice and stuff like that and you talking to the offensive side and they coming to you and, like, man, we bet – same bet as last week, push-ups, you know, whatever, you know, like – that that just don't happen all the time where you can where, where you talk to like the coordinators and you know the um, you know always talking to your side a lot you know so it was cool to be really connect with him and uh, know that uh, you know he got our best interest at heart especially for the for the year because you know uh, I really felt like he put his heart into it man and I was excited for him getting a job uh, he was he's somebody that's definitely gonna bring a lot uh, a lot of electric plays to uh to you guys we we said that we got to let him go because you know how it go um uh, when you do good in this league and as a coach uh you, that's your window of opportunity and i'm happy uh he got it but uh yeah man y'all got y'all a smart coach man i'm excited to see how he handles the room uh now that he's the guy because you know how it goes sometimes it, it i hope the room i don't think the room too big because last year with him being on that team we had a lot of big personalities he had to deal with and he made it work uh, with them guys. So uh, you, you, you headed in the right direction when you do that. All right. Well, thank you so much for giving us your insights on um, the, the Shane Steichen and uh, I won't take any up any more of your time. Appreciate you coming on here and have a great day and a good off season, man. Thank Appreciate you, man. You. Anytime. All right, BG. All right. That was Brandon Graham, and I just want to remind everybody that even though this is the offseason for the NFL, Bet Online still remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Not just NFL, but baseball, basketball, hockey, doesn't matter what it is, they are the guys to go to. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorites, leagues, and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. Well, guys, we got some really good news, at least in my opinion. Uh, yesterday, uh, first off, Reggie Wayne announced obviously that he will be sticking around as the wide receivers coach under Shane Steichen, which kind of under, under normal circumstances with a new head coach is a, a bit of a shocker. 
especially when, you know, he's an offensive coach and, and you know, he's been bringing in his, his own guys as of late. And then, of course, Gus Bradley being retained as the defensive coordinator. It'll be interesting to see um, how his staff is, uh, you know, who stays and, and who's, who's going to be uh, put together with uh, maybe new opportunities. But um, Gerard, how are you doing today, man? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. No complaints. Happy to be here. How about, how about you guys? Rodney? I'm blessed, man. Uh, shoot, it's, it's another day. Woke up, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. And, yeah, just, just excited to be here, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, let's jump in real quick to the Reggie Wayne thing. I was personally – as much as I wanted Reggie to stick around, I didn't think he was going to. I thought for sure Shane was going to be bringing some guys over. And then I saw uh, a tweet from Nick Sirianni, right, stating that Shane uh, surely wanted to bring some of his guys from Philly on the offense over to Indianapolis, uh, you know, staff-wise. But Sirianni said it's his job to keep all the good coaches around in Philly. So – um, I don't know if that had any kind of any uh, impact on on who Shane was able to bring over or not. But uh, Gerard, you know Reggie Wayne very very well. Mm-hmm. How how do you feel about Reggie sticking around uh, with with Shane Steichen? Oh, I love it. Um, and um, you know the the part I love most about it is last year Reggie, you know, had the toughest job probably on on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, it was a lot of questions when it came to the uh, wide receiver room, and you know, you got a bunch of young guys. You was looking for some guys to kind of uh, rise up to the challenge and kind of take over the room. And I thought Reggie did a good job of handling that. So why not, you know, uh, retain or keep, you know, a guy that kind of started to jail in that room and uh you know a big piece of getting these guys to where they're at now uh i think it 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 brings uh some comfort when your players know that they got their same position coach uh coming back and um the continuity and the chemistry and all those little things that matters once the season hits you know those guys are going to have that uh going into the off season OTAs uh, summer ball uh, camp and all those type things. You ain't got to worry about trying to figure out the new coach and what he likes and what he expects and his expectations and uh, the different ways that he likes to, you know, run this route or do these type of things. You know exactly, you know, how Reggie wants it done and the ex- expectation level that he uh, wants it done at. So I like it. And then on top of it, everybody knows Reggie's a household name in Indy. So I know it was kind of a shocker to see uh, – you know, a position coach announced that he's coming back. But when you're talking about Reggie Wayne, uh, the, the entire Colt fan base uh, was probably excited to, to, to hear or see that. So uh, it's a little different scenario when you're talking about Reggie in the coach building. I mean, we're, we're talking about a ring of honor guy. So <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And uh, Rodney, you know, Reggie Wayne from a, a, a different aspect, you know, defensive side. Plus, you knew him now also as the coach, Reggie Wayne, rather than just the wide receiver, Reggie Wayne. What are your mm. thoughts about Reggie Wayne and, and, and him sticking around? And, and, and what you saw from him, I know you probably didn't have a lot of interaction with him uh, during the season and preseason and stuff, but did you have any interaction with him uh, at all or any, anything you want to talk about with that? 
I think Reggie Wayne is a is a great guy to to add to you know any coaching staff. You know, of course, you know who he was as a player. You know, speaks uh, volumes, um, and but especially to this coach community. Uh, but within the locker room, right? You know, you have somebody who uh, has built a legacy there. You know, who has been a part of you know Super Bowl runs and been a part of. Uh, winning teams right and so he knows exactly what it takes to win um, but he he brings you know all of the things that made him who he was right and he's really now pouring that back into that receiver room you know you saw Paris Campbell have you know one of his you know best careers uh, you know to date uh, a lot had to do of course with him being healthy and he has all abilities but then you add Reggie Wayne somebody with a great you know football IQ uh, someone who has, you know, demands excellence from that group. You know, I, I, it's just it's something as small as being on time for a special teams walkthrough. Right. And not just being on time, though. You know, he's asking them to be there five minutes ahead. Right. Like those are the type of things that and the standard and expectations that he's setting within that room that I that I was able to witness from afar. Uh, but then also in hearing uh, it, you know, from you know, that that room and, and guys and, and seeing their growth throughout the year um, and seeing how he ha- he coaches that room. Um, for me, it's, you know, it's a no brainer um, and it makes perfect sense and why they decided to bring, you know, him back. So Reggie's a if I am remembering correctly, Reggie's a, a really a, a detailed guy, right, Gerard? I mean, he, he oh, very. focuses on that. Uh, is there anything you can uh, talk about? Um, with, with your experiences in the past playing against him, opposite him, uh, on the same team, about you know the 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 details that he works on so much. Uh, I mean, he he just understands it's the little small things that you know can cost you a game or make you lose a game. So when Rodney say that he has a standard and an expectation of you know, guys get into the meeting rooms or get into the practice field minute, uh, 10 minutes, five minutes early to do something extra to help them win the game. He understands that matters. I mean, my time with Reggie, uh, my four years in Indy, just watching him and Peyton and Dallas Clark and Robert Mathis and all these great, great guys. It wasn't the fact that they they were just skillfully great, which they were. You know, they did every little thing that matters well. They did it, you know, at the highest level, whether it's walkthrough, being locked in, uh, taking every rep as a game rep, uh, whether it's taking care of their body. Reggie never missed a game or a practice. Uh, outside mm-hmm. of when he tore his ACL, I mean, he he never literally he literally never missed a practice. And everybody knows once you get a certain age, you know, uh, owners, GMs, coaches, they give you a bone. Hey, you can miss on Fridays. Hey, you ain't got to do Wednesday practice or whatever the case is. Reggie was a guy that always felt that if he messed up his routine and the routine that he was accustomed to was going to work every day. If he missed a day, he wouldn't feel right uh, on Sunday. So it's just little stuff like that that he brings to the table. And when he has a young room and a young group that's trying to figure it out, you know, nobody's in that room has really uh, established themselves as a, uh, I guess, a household name yet. Uh, far as in the wide receiver room, we got some guys that's close or maybe that's about to merge and become a household name. But you got a bunch of guys that's still trying to figure it out, still trying to soak every ounce of knowledge they possibly can. And Reggie is the right man for it. I mean, he'll have those guys playing at a high level this year for sure. Absolutely. Rodney, Gerard talked about uh, back in the day when he was playing uh, with Reggie that he would talk to 
guys about you know uh hey what 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 did i do wrong here what 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 Mm -hmm. did uh i do to uh tip off what i was you know what route i was running or whatnot like that um is he coaching that way do you ever see him go to the defensive side of the ball during practice and 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 ask questions or or something of that nature or or is he still or is he too uh uh concerned with with departing the knowledge he already has onto these young players. I'm just curious about that. Yeah. I, I mean, I think there's a lot of interaction on, you know, between the coaching staffs on both sides of the ball, you know, particularly Reggie Wayne and, and our DB coach, uh, you know, uh, Milo's, uh, Milo. And so, you know, those two, you know, will go back and forth. I see Reggie talking to Gus, you know, Bradley often. And I think everybody's, you know, utilizing, uh, the knowledge, right, that that both sides have and how do we get better as a team? That's what it's all about, you know, iron sharpening iron. And so, yeah, th- those are the type of conversations that they were sharing. But also, you know, to Gerard's point, you, you know, you can just see the the detail and how he emphasizes that regularly, you know, with, with that group of, uh, of guys over there. Uh, everything from uh, you know, depth of route to especially one-on-ones that we used to do often. You know, you see him immediately, soon a receiver coming back, he's already giving them on on the field critiques about what he saw, right, to hopefully improve for the next rep, you know, that comes, right? And uh, it's all about getting better. We talk about 1% better, and he, he does place a, a huge emphasis on that um, and is committed to that. Oh, okay. We're going to flip the script here and talk about the other side of the ball. Gus Bradley being announced that he's going to be retained. And I, honestly, I I didn't know what to expect um, from the the offseason before Steichen was, was hired. Um, there was news that came out that, you know, Gus Bradley was being blocked from interviews uh, for other teams uh, because some of the guys uh, that were interviewing for the head coaching position – uh, we're willing to have Gus stick around, but we were never told if Shane uh, was one of those guys that were interviewed that that was willing to keep uh, Gus Bradley around. Uh, I'm going to start with you, Rodney, since you know Gus the best out of all of us. Uh, what are your thoughts about Gus Bradley sticking around with the Indianapolis Colts for another year under the new head coach and the new, new regime? Yeah, I like the move they made to keep Gus, you know, like uh, I've – spoke about uh you know a couple pods ago you know the fact that you know Gus is is a great coach right he's you know not only been a head coach he's been a defensive coordinator um has coached some of the best defenses you know in the league and you know last year for a good portion of that you know we were uh, another uh one of those defenses for under Gus and so you have to uh like the fact that you know, there's familiarity there. There's comfortability there between players and coaches and more importantly, the scheme, right? You know, now, you know, coming into year two underneath, you know, his scheme, there, there's there's just, you know, so much, um, I guess, release that that, that that does for a player, you know, sh- stress-free and the fact that you kind of now have an understanding and how things should be run, you know, where do I need to be uh, you now, you know, have a good idea of also the locker room and your teammates within this game. So I think it's a it was a great uh, move to bring him back. Um, it, it's not broke. There no, you know, no need to fix it, right? And and so you know, when I look at 
what we were able to do last year uh, defensively, uh, you know, I, I like the move to bring Gus back. Awesome. Gerard, what'd you see from Gus this past season? Uh, just to piggyback off what, what Rodney mm-hmm. said, whenever uh, whenever you got a retor- returning coordinator as a player and you just been through a system the first time, it's a comfort level that you have going into the offseason, getting ready to go back and start OTAs and uh, summer ball and all that. You, you're not on the, uh, I guess, the, the thinking wave of not knowing the unsure. Like now you know exactly – uh, what Gus likes, what he don't likes, you know how he coaches, you know his personality, you know his wife, you know his kids, you know all these other things that you didn't even get a chance to, uh, you didn't have a chance to to know or, or experience, you know, during that first year because the only thing that mattered was learning the playbook. Like, man, I got to learn this playbook. I got to know my job, my responsibilities, where he wants me at, what he don't want me to do, all those type of things. Um so, like you said, when you're coming into it for the second year, you're almost relieved. Like Rodney said, it's almost a stress-free feel because this is your second go at it. You know the terminology. You know his expectations. You know the things that pisses him off. You know the things that's not going to piss him off. Like, you know all these other intricates uh, that, that, that matters when it comes to building your defense and chemistry and knowing your role and your job and all those things that I'm happy that they kept him because when you look at our defense, we have have pieces in play you know we got guys that know what they're doing and and that can ball and play at a high level uh so for those guys to return and be in the second year in the system you expect um like Rodney said how good we look for most of the year you expect that to go to even another level uh just off of the comfort of knowing uh the playbook inside and out so I got a question for both of you guys uh there was you know Little bit there's a little bit of a difference between, you know, what was here two years ago under Matt Eberflus, what was here last year under Gus Bradley. And um some players performed differently that were here between both those, you know, those two coordinators. And the excuse of scheme fit has came up quite a bit. Is that is that a, a thing? Is is that a situation where especially since both of you guys are are, are the back end of a defense? the scheme play a big role on how effective you are um, when you're able to play on the backside? I think, I think, Oh, go ahead, Rodney. Go ahead. Oh yeah. I was saying, yeah, I I think it it, it does play. uh, It does have an impact, you know, on players and and their performance. But I think like anything else, man, I think the, the good thing about, you know, what we just spoke about is the understanding, right. And the knowledge that both, sides now have right we know everything about Gus Bradley and the rest of that staff you know everything from schematics to personality to expectations to standards to uh presentations right like we we have a good idea and energy level all those things right and I think the same is now uh you know they could say the same and understand what they exactly have right from every player within that locker room and on that defense. So I think now, you know, the, the, the coaches who uh, are able to also make, you know, the proper adjustments or build their scheme around the strengths, right. Of their players uh, really takes your defense to the next level. And, and I think that's just like, you know, that's on offense too. You see a lot of coordinators also uh, tailoring the way that they, they're, they're, you know, they're, uh, 
offensive plays based on, around the quarterback, right? You know, you think of all of these, you know, running quarterbacks that we have, dual threat quarterbacks, and how that is added, an added addition to a playbook that you have to add that layer, right? Because that puts pressure now on, you know, the defense. And so I think the same thing uh, is going to be required for, you know, as a defensive coordinator, as you look at your roster and how it's built, you know, going into this year, you say, okay, how does my scheme uh, help, you know, elevate or bring out the best in these guys? What positions can I put them in, right? Where can I tweak here and there, but still keep the integrity of of my scheme, but 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 be able to, you know, also play towards my player's strengths. No, I agree. Uh, no, I agree. I think um, the best coaches and players, like the best coaches, are able to adjust their scheme without, like Rodney said, changing the integrity of it and putting their players in position to do what they do best. You know, whether you got a guy that might be great at man coverage, you might be in a zone scheme. So you might have certain little ways of changing certain calls to put this guy more of a man to man type of a feel or situation, even though it might be a zone type call. And then as a player, you know, once you get into the the pros as a professional, I honestly believe as a player, you should be able to adapt to whatever scheme. Uh, you're playing in because if, if you wasn't good enough to play in the NFL, you wouldn't be here. You don't mm-hmm. see everybody just playing man to man, you know, every single down possible. And then they can't play cover two or cover four and uh, and vice versa. I mean, the um, I guess one of the examples I can use is uh, you look at somebody like Patrick Peterson, his whole entire career, he was looked at as a lockdown man to man guy. He don't want to play zone, whatever the case may be. And then he goes to uh, Minnesota and this past year had one of his best seasons ever. And they play more of a, you know, multiple coverage type thing to where it's just not man to man. You know, he might be in quarters. He might be in three or whatever the case may be. You look at Richard Sherman, you know, who goes from in, in Seattle. He went from, oh, he's just a cover three corner to he went to Tampa Bay under um, uh, Coach Todd's. Uh, system which is a man-to-man defense and had a good year his year at uh, at Tampa Bay so I think it's all about players willing to adjust but it's also with coaches willing to adjust their system as well and put guys in position to do what they do best awesome so yeah. Rodney last year with the Indianapolis Colts and Gus Bradley did you was there ever situations where um, now I assume that in-game adjustments happen often in the NFL on the defensive side, yeah, uh, you have a uh, maybe a story or, or or an anecdote or something of that nature from last year, where you know some where you could bring something like that up, where uh, you walked in with this game plan and then something completely different happened and Gus changed the system on it. Or yeah, I mean that that happens regularly. To be honest, you know, every time you go back to the sideline, you know, you're looking, you're looking at at the mm-hmm. at the plays you know that just occurred whether whether you got beat on a play or not right because you know what tends to happen is those formations are going to repeat itself right and you want to be able to now say hey the next time you run that you know you run this play I'm going to take full advantage of my opportunity right and, and be in the right position so those type of conversations are happening often but I remember specifically like the Tennessee game you know we kind of came in with a specific game plan and it's the first one and towards, I think, going into maybe the second, 
probably going into like half and then third quarter, we made the adjustment and start running a lot more man to man. Uh, just felt one, we can get a lot more stingier in the run uh, defense. And then two, we felt overly confident in just our matchups that we had out there, you know, our d- defensive backs versus, you know, their skill group of, of receivers and tight ends. So Gus was able to make that adjustment and we kind of had a little rally where we were able to close, you know, the gap. Unfortunately, we didn't win, but we saw, you know, a huge difference and one uh, creating, getting them behind the sticks, you know what I'm saying? And us really dictating and controlling that the, the game defensively once we made that in-game adjustment. Okay. Okay. Do you, do you remember Gerard? I know it was all, uh, uh, you know, a, a few years ago, but do you remember a, a specific instance where a situation like that happened with you in a game? Uh, the, not to that, uh, in particular, but I, I remember like Todd Bowles, uh, after every se- after the second possession of every game we played, he would come to me and Pat and he would ask like, Hey, can you handle your matchup? Cause we used to have, he used to, you know, give you matchups at the beginning of the week. Hey, JP, you got Tavon Austin, you know, mm. Pat, you got, you know, uh, Calvin Johnson or what, whatever the case may be. After the second series, he would come to us and be like, how's the matchup? Can you handle him? Can you do mm. this? And he would adjust the game plan based off what we tell him. Like, it might be something like, hey, you know, this dude faster than what I thought. I might need, yeah. you know, a little bit over the top <laughs> action or, you know, yeah. whatever the case may be. And uh, without changing the whole formality of, you know, the game plan of what we worked on all week, he would just have little changes within his calls to how we play it. And like I said, that's what make, you know, great coaches great. They're able to adjust on the fly and uh, do whatever you got to do to to help the players succeed, uh, you know, the most. And uh, that's that. those were the coaches that I kind of benefit from the most, the ones that if I came to them with a concern or a problem or, hey, hey, Bose, no, nah, we got this one in the bag. You can call what you want to call. He would do that. Hey, all right, I'm going to leave you on the island by yourself since you said you can handle that matchup. Now <laughs> I'm about to put these eight, nine in the box or do whatever I got to do to stop the run. So um, th- those are some of the, the, the moments I remember just having a coach able to adjust just to help me succeed during the course of the game. Awesome. Yeah. And Gus is one of those guys. He's very receptive, you know, to guys coming up to him, uh, willingness to listen, hear, hear you out, uh, but also will come up to you, you know, whether it's in uh, a Wednesday practice, you know, how, how, how you liking the coverage, you know, how you mm. feeling about it uh, or whether, you know, like Gerard said in the game as well, or, you know, at, at whatever point in time. So it's good when you can have that that open relationship uh, between player and coach. Absolutely. Um, so I think that's going to do it for this episode of Believe in Colts. Uh, got some inside, a inf- uh, little bit of uh, information about Reggie Wayne and Gus Bradley. And uh, a quick shout out to Brandon Graham for coming in at the beginning and uh, giving his thoughts on the Colts' new head coach, Shane Steichen. Uh, this was Believe in Colts brought to you by Bet Online with myself, Gerard Powers, and Rodney McLeod. And until next time, as usual, Go Colts. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.